welcome to Sarah and T, the podcast that focuses on professional vacation rental management. Brought to you by Sarah Bradford of Winter Park Lodging Company and Steamboat Lodging Company located in the mountains of Colorado, as well as Tim Cafferty of Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue Realty Services on the coast of North Carolina and Virginia. Separately, Sarah and T manage more than 600 vacation rental properties and are regarded as two of the top experts on vacation rental management. Together, they bring you this podcast to share their experience, have some fun, and let you know that you are not alone in this crazy business of providing short-term rentals to the public. Now, for the next 30 minutes or so, get ready to have some fun and maybe learn something. Here's our hosts, Sarah and T. We're back, and better than ever, I'm Tim. And I'm Sarah. I'm not sure we're as better than ever. Both of us have a little grovelly spring voice here this morning, but it makes for good podcasting, Sarah. It does. I'm sexy today. <laughs> Hear that? So are you over your anger, though, today? We were a little on edge in our last podcast, our pet peeves about websites, and I heard about that from several people. Have you calmed down yet, Tim? Oh, yeah. Well, once I get all that out, I feel so much better. So I was great right after we recorded it. We were talking about other people seeing us, and we have been seen over the last few weeks in various parts of the country, Sarah, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Where have you been lately? I went to Seaside, Oregon, the coast of Oregon, for the Northwest Vacation Rental Professionals, which we will now refer to ongoing as NWVRP. They have a little independent conference out there that has really been growing over the past few years of independent operators not connected to Verma or Viramental. They just organized on their own probably, I think, five years ago. They're getting quite the crowd. Where were you, Tim? Well, I happen to be in Chicago, Illinois, the Windy City, at the Spring Forum for VRMA at the Fabulous Hilton Hotel there on the Magnificent Mile on Michigan Avenue. I went outside one time in two days. <laughs> they might as well had it at the airport Hilton because it was just a great two days of education and camaraderie, quite frankly. I'm sure you shared that as well. We started seeing that last year with the DARM conference we attended and hosted, and then, of course, the international conference in the fall. And now in the spring, Boy, it's just like the flowers busting out. People are ready to get back out and see each other. And it was like a love fest. Yes. The last conference I went to was the women's conference, which is my favorite conference I've ever attended still. And that was in early December. And then I felt like we got shut down again. Never knew when we would be able to get to gather. And everyone was just pumped. There was palpable energy you could feel of everyone coming back together unmasked. I would agree. 100%. And so if you haven't already read the title of this week's podcast edition, you might get a flair for what we're talking about. We're going to give you a little synopsis of what we talked about, what we learned, what we observed at the two conferences that we recently went to. And I have to start, who was the keynote speaker at the NWVRM conference? <laughs> it's NWVRP. VERP. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, to be fair, there were three keynotes, but I was the final one. You were the funnest one, I'll bet. I was definitely the funnest one. I think the other two would, uh, Matt Landau and Steve Milo would give me that award. I 
talked about genuine hospitality and key ways to create genuine hospitality. And I did that by dressing up like a freak, like I normally do, from the 60s, 70s, 80s outfit all combined and played Love Shack and connected it to the elements of a Love Shack. So uh, maybe maybe I'll do it on a bigger stage someday and you guys can all see. Do you have a car as big as a whale? Uh, nice. <laughs> Stay away, fool. We started there. Let's keep it going. Talk about that conference. You already said the vibe was great. Good attendance, I would expect as well. Yeah, I'll give you a couple highlights. How about that? And you can take it from there. A lot of vendors were there, which I was really surprised by for such a small conference. So they had booths and everything set up. We did walk around. I love to walk around and evaluate swag. I did that with a few ladies there and see what people were giving out. I would say that Sojo did the best job there. They were given some good stuff. Then I didn't get to go to many breakout sessions because I was sort of wigging out about getting ready for my keynote. But really the fun parts were since it was so small, when we went out to dinner or a reception, everybody was there. It was the old Verma feel that you saw every single person that you wanted to see. right? And that was awesome. And the vendors were really with us. I saw some vendors at the breakout sessions. I did a breakout session about how to get owners to never leave you. Steve Trover showed up from Better Talent. And I just said to him, that means a lot to us that you are in the room with us instead Mm. of only being by your booth. Was he wearing his white hat? Does he always wear a white hat? Always wears a white hat. That's funny you say that. He was wearing a white hat. (laughs) Steve, I got you. Okay. Um, So Steve in the white hat. (laughs) This group is a very independent group. They're very proud that they're not connected to any other association. They got some big names. I mean, they got Sarah Bradford to keynote. (laughs) So John Pickert is, well, was the president, I believe, or he's now the president. No, he just passed it to Brian Olson. I'm probably screwing that up. But anyway, he's from Beach Nest in Santa Cruz. He's the one that invited me to come there. And his big takeaway, I asked a few people from there what their takeaway was, Tim. So I'm going to just share those with you. Sure. One was they increased their numbers by 30% coming out of COVID. So I think even more people want to come to these conferences now. And of course, he said they had this great keynote, Love Shack person. And then he did workshops. They did workshops on the last day, including a cleaning workshop, a social media workshop, and property safety workshop. And those were really successful. You had to pay extra to go to those. I love that idea. I just want to say, because sometimes we go to these sessions so fast and it's like, write down some notes, go to the next session. And a workshop idea, you really get to participate with the presenter, try things out that work for your company. And I think that sinks in more that you take home actionable steps. What do you think about that idea. Because I've got that same observation when we get to the spring forum. I think you are bang on on that. They're going to be in Reno, Nevada next April, in case you guys want to check it out. They welcome anyone to show up. Definitely, they very much welcome Colorado people, but there was someone even there from Vermont. Jen Mucha of Arrived. I don't know if you guys have met her out there. Have you met her, Tim? I have, yes. She's got energy. She yeah. She's awesome. Super fun to be around. Someone I hadn't seen so much at conferences until like 
three or four years ago. But anyway, her biggest takeaway, well, she made my day because she wasn't even trying to be kiss ass. She just told me that her biggest takeaway was this genuine hospitality concept that I presented about. And she's making it her new focus because when you get bigger and you start growing, you can forget about that. Truly, how do you make people feel genuinely welcome in your properties? She had a few quotes. One was from Ryan at Costco that stuck with her that said, scalable is not the same as growth. It's not cost. It's increase in revenue without capital. And she believes that as a property manager, they can scale without infused capital and have a profitable and fun business. So she loved that. And she also liked that Ryan said, with Vacasa, they have a 47% take rate net profit to gross rent. And she's like, drop the mic. That's all she needs to say. I think the last one I wanted to share about was Tyann Marsink. We really bonded at this conference. She owns a vacation rental company, as many of you you know, Branson Family Retreats. Oh, Tim, she gave me a picture of a, it was like a Boston cream pie, but it wasn't a different kind of pie. And we used that picture in my presentation. And she was saying that a guest made that pie for she and her husband after the guest showed up to a non-clean place. And just talking about if you connect enough with a guest and they make you a pie, you're winning. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I would say. (laughs) But Tyann is also in Chicago. And she, every time she says something, be quiet and listen. Yeah, she's really bright and very excited about this industry. And she and Andy... McNulty, I'd never met him from England. So of course I love that, right? He had that good accent. We just hung out. They invited me to dinner. We walked, we all three walked on the beach together and we're kind of silly and made this funny video. And then if anybody saw on Facebook, they knew that I was eyeing this tray of the queen in this vintage shop. And I said at night, I was like, I'm buying that tomorrow. The guy's going to give it to me for 50 bucks. And you could tell that we were all laughing about it. And the next day I went to get it. I was so excited and it was gone. Oh no. And then that afternoon they knocked on my door and came in and surprised me. Andy had gone in the morning and bought it and brought it to me as a gift. Wow. Yeah. So my point on that, and then I want to hear about Verma is vendors, instead of spending so much time on the pens or the little tchotchkes you put on the booth, be a little more focused on what Tyan and Andy did. Spend some time with people you want to get to know in the industry. And if you do get them a gift, make it meaningful. I don't remember someone giving me a gift so thoughtful. It was incredible. And now I feel like I have a relationship with them. And they weren't even trying to sell me. In fact, they made it very clear. We're not trying to sell you on touch day. But I said to them, I just wish I could buy something you have. Like that's what you want. You want a relationship so good with the vacation rental managers that they want to buy whatever you have without even knowing what you have to sell. Do you follow me on that, Tim? Perfect. Yes. That was my takeaway. It rained like cats and dogs the first two days and then the sun came out. And it was awesome to see the Oregon coast. So very fun to go somewhere I had never been before. Wow. And they're going to Reno next year. Do you know what Reno's little tagline is? No. The biggest little city in the world. So look forward to that next year. What do you do in Reno? Uh, You gamble. 
Okay. So it's like a little Vegas. Yeah, it's a little Vegas. All right. I can handle that. It's got a crossroads there. Lake Tahoe is not far away. So I guess you could say skiing. You'll have fun. No question. So a lot of the same takeaways from Chicago, Sarah. First of all, lots of vendors. I counted. Of course I counted. 61. 61 vendors. And each of them, what brings, what, an average of four? So that's 200 plus people right there with just vendors. And so I would estimate there was over 500 people at the conference. I don't know that they announced the numbers. It's on my little cool app from Verma, so I can see all the people who were there. But that that was uh, encouraging just to see everybody and the vibe and the energy. I'll echo that as well. Can you tell me what you mean by you could see who was there? What did the app do? On the Verma app, it has, of course, all the vendors, but it has also all the attendees. So you can scroll through and say, oh, so-and-so's here. Finally. They never did that before, and it drives me nuts. I like to know who's there as an attendee and then be able to follow up with them later. Did they give you contact info? Well, you could meet up with them. You could put, hey, I want to see you or Yeah. Hey, I'm trying to connect with you. That's really Because so cool. many times you go, oh, you were there? I didn't see you. Oh, gosh. Or you see him, like I saw Amy Hynett as I was walking out the door to go back to the airport. I was like, ah, sorry. Next time. But uh, yeah, so lots of vendors. Let's see what else. Picking up on that theme, I think we have a drop the mic winner on swag. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I saw pictures. The wall of bacon. Oh, my God, there is nothing like the smell of bacon. And it was just permeating the entire vendor showcase from our friends at TravelNet Solutions and Track. Home run, baby. Yeah. Solid, thick, dripping bacon during one of the breaks. Guess what? I heard there wasn't a logo on the bacon. <laughs> no, no logo on the bacon. Oh, but I did feel so bad. So they went through like 25 pounds of bacon, I'm told. But I felt so bad. Of course, everybody's swarming their booth, which by the way, Verma, you got to pick up your game. The breaks were horrendous. Oh. Tea and coffee. That's it. No food. No food. The lunches were good. Breakfast, okay. Breaks, horrific. Like, learn from Amy Highnote. Her conferences, the breaks are better food than I have at a nice wedding in the South. It's almost as if they weren't sure they were going to have the conference and they didn't want to commit to buying food or whatever. Mm. I'm just speculating there. Sorry if I'm off base, but I'm not off base about the food. I'm telling you, everybody is saying the same. We're we're snacks. We don't even get nuts. So, at any rate, uh, where were we? (laughs) Back to the bacon. So, this guy is bringing a supply a a backup supply of bacon out of the kitchen he trips falls and dumps the bacon on the floor (laughs) (laughs) it's like watching china in the air falling to the ground before it smashes in pieces wasted bacon the biggest event at verma is the bacon falling onto the floor for me anyway (laughs) <laughs> did you take a photo? Did, do we have a photo of this? Don't have a photo of the bacon. Oh, that would have been I so do good. have a photo of the wall of bacon, which you yeah. should put on our Facebook page. Okay. What else did you get besides a lot of grease in your body? Mergers and acquisitions. Alive and well. Uh, there were sessions. Uh, that was kind of the theme of the conference. Uh, advocacy, M&A, 
and equity and implicit bias. Those are the three themes I got out of the conference. But M&A, everywhere you looked, there were buyers. There were people being solicited, so to speak. There were little conversations going on in the corner. You you turn in a quiet area. All of a sudden, you come across two people at a table, and they're like, oh, oh, oh. It's like, you know, two oh kids that get discovered under the bleachers of the high school football stadium. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, don't, I never got discovered. Just imagine if you would, if <laughs> somebody of an authority figure came around the corner and saw their child with someone else. That's kind of like people, I'm not really talking to this person. That was definitely a theme. Many people mentioned it to me. I actually had a few people approach me. It makes sense. You, you've got some thoughts on this whole thing about acquisitions and it's almost like an evil empire thing in some ways that, oh, I can't believe you're talking to them. I can't believe you're considering selling. Yeah, I, I think we need to reframe it a bit. I've been thinking about this with Matthew Tesdall. If you guys remember him, we had him on the podcast. He owns Sisters Vacation and Family Time Vacations, I believe are the brands. And then I met Adam Patterson of Cabino. And both of their takeaways were our industries consolidating way too fast. Big players are coming in and buying everything up. We've got to take back our industry. So I started thinking about this more in terms of what, how do I feel about all that? And I do think there are different categories of consolidation. Like I've seen some smaller aggregators at these conferences quietly learning about our industry. And their goal is to possibly buy up one, two to five of the companies, keep their brands, keep the GM local. And I consider that as not horrific. I mean, they're still on the ground. They're still having a local presence. But the companies that some choose to sell to, who just grab up the company, throw away their branding, all the marketing they've done for years, and put their brand on them, and then not have a local GM, not have a local presence, not show up to government meetings and all of these advocacy things going on and not getting to know their community, that's a different level. So I think we need to look at the different types that are purchasing. But also, I was thinking, Tim, that for years we've met people who call themselves a local manager and they live in like Seattle and they manage properties in Hawaii. Why have we never been upset with them? Like, okay, because well, they have. Frankly, yeah, I have. Oh. This is sort of back to the first session about diversity, equality, inclusion, the whole implicit bias thing. I thought, how can you possibly manage 30 properties in Florida when you live in Toronto? That's not professional. Then I met Terry White. He's a good guy. He knows what he's doing. Right. Yeah. And so once you get to know these folks and understand how they work, you're like, yeah, why didn't I think of that? And some would say, you and I might be examples of that, Sarah. I don't live where one of my companies is. Oh, well, I'm different. Right. <laughs> so, totally. You're right. you're right. Absolutely. And, and, I actually talked to one of the folks who was purchasing companies and said, you know, I've been actively looking for another location for the last several years. Is, is the time passed for me? Am, am I able to compete? Of course you are. We'll be careful about what we say from here forward, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think we have to look at that on a case-by-case basis. But here, let me get straight. I do not think some of these aggregators are doing it right. I want to be real clear on that front. But let's not just jump to a judgment 
because someone sells and maybe they stay in their company, maybe they don't. We have to look at it individually. And I just encourage anyone selling, anyone buying, please stay local in your city, town. That is key. That is what makes genuine hospitality, feeling like someone is welcoming you to the place you're visiting. Final thing on that, I will just say that there was a great session on the uh, first day talking about a guide to mergers and acquisitions. And on the main stage, they had the main players, Steve Milo from B-Trips, Matt Walters from Stoic Lane, Zach Monahan from Ficasa, and Bill Brennan from Village Holdings. And they gave a very frank discussion about what they look for and what's a good match and what isn't. And the place was packed. So certainly there is interest on both sides. So who are we to judge, right? What was the biggest thing they look for? I thought one of the interesting comments out of that was, I think it was Matt that said it, Matt Walters. He said, owners don't care that you manage thousands of properties. They care that you manage their property excellently. But I guess if uh, you drilled it down and say one great takeaway would be that you need to be prepared to sell if you're going to do that. Shouldn't be any surprises. Make sure you got the key employees squared away and make sure there's trust on both sides in the transaction. All right. So an M&A alive and well. Got a couple more points here. Advocacy. That was a big one. Did a keynote session on it the second morning. At the end of the session, President Miller Hawkins came up. He challenged the crowd to donate to the VRMA Advocacy Fund. I've never seen anything like it, Sarah. People stood up, they came forward, and they signed a pledge for $10,000 or more dollars towards the VRMA Advocacy Fund. Guess how much they raised in about how 10 much? minutes? How much? $370,000. What? Isn't that crazy? Well, I'd say that means Verma better really show up locally because now That's they true. have three hundred seventy plus thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! So a lot of people committed their life to <laughs> advocacy. It seems it was certainly a theme as well. If it's not in your backyard now, just wait; it's coming. So while people were coming up, were they playing like a meaningful song? There or was, was there guitar playing? Or what was the background while I'm people sorry. were walking up? I totally failed. I was just stunned about how many people were up there. But there was some background music. You know, They do a great job at the theme stuff. So anyway, and many of the vendors stepped up. That's the other thing. The vendors are there. Back to your initial point. They're there all the time for us, and they were there for that as well. Oh, other takeaways. Here's the least surprising one to anybody listening. No one feels good about working with Airbnb. <laughs> so we're not alone. No, absolutely not. Let's see another one. Uh, Steve Milo is the Energizer Bunny. There were eight sessions amongst the two days, right? Eight, eight times of sessions going on. Steve was on the main stage five times. And every one of them, excellent presentations. You know, he's great at that. He prepares. He works in advance. A lot of us groan and moan about the hoops we have to jump through to be a presenter at these sessions. You know, you have to six months in advance and now they're asking for a video and they want to see your slide deck and they want to see all the materials and we're all too busy. And we get there and we complain, well, that person's up there again. Well, they jump through the hoops and Steve did five meaningful sessions. So I got to say, because he was also at Northwest Verp and he was everywhere at Northwest Verp as well. Plus, apparently he's running or swimming with Matt Landau every day of these conferences. Yes. So I guess that's where he gets his energy. 
but he's buying up large vacation rental companies right now, just announced Southern vacation rentals he purchased. So somehow he's pulling all that off, buying companies and presenting at all these conferences. I barely was able to pull off a keynote, Tim. So Steve's doing something right. That's right. It's a lot of work. I can tell you from experience and Sarah and I know from hosting a conference, it's exhausting. And uh, I know from experience as well, if you want to five Steve Milo at 6 a.m., go to the workout room. Mm-hmm. That's where he is. And he also, uh, one of his sessions worked that in. You got to take care of yourself, folks. So good, good answers. Uh, let's see. Hilton is a big hotel. 2,200 rooms, Sarah. It was built in 1927. The ballroom we were in was just fabulous, over the top. The queen spoke there. And she's still alive, by the way. Your prediction has not come true. I know, but my tray is going to be worth a lot when she isn't. Okay. John F. Kennedy spoke in that room. And then Miller Hawkins has now spoken in that room. So historic. (laughs) It was a great hotel. Unfortunately, I didn't leave it very much. We did go out for Chicago deep dish pizza. and Boy, is it filling. Good stuff. Uh, Let's see. A couple more for me. Matt Landau is a masterful presenter. I just love watching that guy at work. And he does this session. If you haven't seen it, I know some of you are already ahead of me on this, thinking about this. He usually has people with problems. Once that, <laughs> that didn't sound good at all, did it? <laughs> but he selected people with a challenge, right, to identify. They have 30 seconds to ask the question. And then there's five minutes where the audience gets to give potential answers and solutions to that. And it's like a frenzy of people raising their hands. Oh, I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. And the energy and enthusiasm and the ideas that come out of that session. Just fantastic. So good job, Matt, as usual. I love those sessions. I wish we could recreate that online and just do it every week because you get so many ideas. Matt presented at Northwest Verp and he talked about the first mover idea Mm. really well thought out and everyone should try to find that information from him. But just thinking about What can you be a first mover at in your destination with your company? For example, I use the example of he brought up having a laundry, but also maybe more guest and owner facing, replacing all your bedding with washable duvet covers, washable bedspreads, something that is kind of risky right now, but we're all fat and happy. Go ahead and take the risk and show that you're a leader. What is going to be your first mover idea? Really dug that. Cool. Two more things. Just housekeeping uh, in general, and pardon the pun, is my first point is that I thought it was a great idea that the vacation rental housekeeping professionals did a parallel program for a certification of housekeeping professionals. Dirk Johnson led a two-day session that was specific to housekeeping and back of the house. And it uh, was attended by about 25 people and they all got certified. I thought that was a fantastic idea, very specific to their needs, because quite frankly, you know, you bring some people to these conferences, whether it be the housekeeping manager or maintenance guy or whatever, and they're wandering around deciding between a marketing session and some accounting session or whatever, right? It doesn't apply, but this applied and those folks had a great time. I know because I had somebody in the room and they said, man, it was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I asked Robin Cregan, my friendly competitor here in Steamboat about Verma, something to add to what you said, curious of your opinion here, Tim, is he, 
heard that 2022 is expected to be a year in which there will be several major acquisitions announced. So we all, I think, agree to that. He said that it was funny that there was relatively civil gatherings without the anticipated fireworks of having someone like Vacasa on the stage with Milo. Did you notice that? Yeah, there was some eye rolling by some. There's more interest than there is uh, anger. And then Robin said there was talk of what to expect in the coming two years. And he said he heard Beach Market shared that the spring demand is a little softer than last year and ADR stabilizing. Mountain markets are still going strong for both summer and the next winter. And staffing remains a challenge and a concern for everyone. Lots of focus on building culture, diversity, and inclusion. So that's uh, I'll share a quick story with uh, the audience I shared with you earlier. The first session was on diversity, equality, and inclusion by Mandy Levine of Mandy Levine Consulting. She did a wonderful job. She's a sweet lady. But gentleman in front of me who I know quite well had turned to me and said, you know, I don't care about diversity. I just want somebody to show up to work. I don't care what they look like. (laughs) Robin hit it right. Employment is still a big one. And so one final one here for me, and that is Verma, please do not stop or please continue those roundtable sessions. You might put it at a different time. They put it at the end of the day, right before the cocktail hour. So it was kind of a, but those sessions where you have like 20 tables in the room and you can go and you can talk about housekeeping. You can go talk about employment. You can go talk about problems for a certain size company and you can get up and go to different tables. I had one of those tables. We had a great vibe going. Shout out to Yvonne Diaz from Blue Aruba Rentals who came to my table. We gave him some great takeaways He's headed back to Aruba with his hands raised going, yes, I'm glad I went to Chicago for the very reason. Because the whole thing about Verma and the Northwest folks and Amy High Notes, VRM Intel, it's getting together and talking outside of the sessions and trading ideas. And that's really the value. I wish the entire conference was what you're talking about because I had to do that breakout. It was called a round table, but then it kind of became a presentation they told me to do of how not to lose owners. And a couple of people walked in and I was like, I'm not going to stand up here at a podium with like 10 people in here and talk to you about my slides. So I moved and I had them help me. We moved all the chairs into a circle, no table in front of us. It ended up being about 25 people came in. I had my slides to lead us because I think some of those conversations can go awry and someone just talks the whole time and you get nothing out of it. And then we went around the room and we were all sharing who we were, um, where we were from. So we that was amazing, right? Just to know who's sitting next to you. And then to ask, what have you done to keep owners? What are your great ideas? Because everyone has great ideas. And I just think it's a disservice that some of us, we volunteer to stand up and talk, but I want to know what the audience thinks, right? I'm an operator. I love what you're saying. If Verma, if you're listening, do those, do those, do those. That's what we get out of this is getting to know others. Because then I stayed afterwards and that's when I met Adam Patterson. And that's how you start talking to people. That's how this whole organization was started, by the way. Mm-hmm. We got together at these various locations. The first one was right here on the Outer Banks. It's got in a room and started talking about problems. Right. And who has a solution? So hopefully they continue to do that. And uh, wow, you know, speaking of which, sitting at the table and I introduced myself, they're like, you're who? I've listened to every one of your podcasts. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm sure you don't get that because I'm a little more low key, I guess. And then they said, where's Sarah? Exactly. That's exactly what happened. (laughs) Where's the fun one? 
Oh, no, they didn't say that. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, if you are pining now for more activity, VRM Intel has some options for you. Expedia has a conference in Las Vegas coming up. VRMA has one coming up in Manalapan, Florida, I think is how you say it, in June. And then, of course, the international conferences and others coming up in the fall. So you have your opportunity to get back out there. We highly encourage it, even though both of us have a little bit of a scratchy throat. It has nothing to do with us going to those conferences. No, it has to do with me seeing Major Powder yesterday in Winter Park. Don't forget about the VRM Intel smaller conferences coming up. April, May, and June. Check those out. Those are always good ones to network and get to know others in your area. Okay. I think we covered it all. And I've had so many people say, you're going to do a wrap up on the conferences, right? We just did it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. All right. We'll post a picture of the bacon and we're really sad that all that bacon was lost. But until next time, have a great couple weeks. All right. So long, everybody. And that puts a wrap on another episode of Sarah and T, the Professional Vacation Rental Managers Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Sarah Bradford of Winter Park Lodging Company and Steamboat Lodging Company, as well as Tim Cafferty of Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue Realty Services. Music is provided by Ben Sound. Sarah and T invite you to join them for their next episode. But in the meantime, they encourage you to stay in touch through their website, sarahnt.com, social media channels, or give them a call at 336-612-1612. They love to hear from listeners giving them feedback on what you just heard or providing ideas for future episodes. We look forward to speaking with you next time on Sarah and Tea.